Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's not so bad, is it? We have a Minnesota twin shortened version of the Patrick Lally show today, but we'll pack it in with the latest news and weather with Uber producer Dan Peters, who's in studio with us today. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for spending some of this time of your day with us, Dan and I, whether you're listening on the radio, just coming off the big twins game. If you're trying to stream live out there and you're listening to the radio, you probably aren't getting it because the twins are on there. The twins are still on. You know, I believe we we tried to put something in there to make sure that we get that transition made yeah. right away. Well, we'll hope we hope it's working out there if you're on the app. But most days, most days you can stream us live at ksoo.com or on the KSOO mobile app uh, that always keeps you up to date on the latest news and weather. And remember, uh, we're often on Facebook Live. Not today. Too not not enough show today. So, but you can follow on our Twitter account at P Lally Show. Uh, yeah, so the Twins lost. Twins lost. I thought they were going to come back and win that game. They had a shot at it. They did. They had their chances. And, uh, you know, when you give up a grand slam in the first inning, you know it may not be your day. But, you know, they stayed in there. And they had a, they're having a good road trip to start the year. They got took two out of three from Baltimore. That's awesome. Usually you go to Baltimore at the beginning of the year and you stink up the place. That's traditionally the way things go. But it didn't go that way this year, so... That was good, and we, we scored some runs, and we pitched well. And other than the one inning, one inning today, we pitched well again today, so that's good to see. Of course, this is your home for the Minnesota Twins here on Information 1000 KSOO. So, you know, when, when the Patrick Lally shows on from 3 to 5, if the Twins are encroaching upon that, we just we adjust because we're Twins fans here, and uh, that's, that's what we do. So there's another game this week, uh, Wednesday, the next Twins game against Pittsburgh, and that is uh, got a start time of 5.05 on it. So we'll end a little early that day, but we should get going. Oof, and, and I was looking at the forecast for potential. I, I was seeing that, okay, they've got this open date between Tuesday and Wednesday. If, if the logistics would have worked out, and of course that involves radio schedules and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, they should have had tomorrow's game Tuesday, or should they say Wednesday's game Tuesday oh, yeah. on the off date because Wednesday it isn't looking too promising, but you never know. Oh, really? They could switch that? I don't know. I, that, <laughs> that would be it if, if it were a perfect world and if yeah. Dan were in charge. Yeah, I see. Well, we'll see if they can they can get that game off the ground. If if not, you know, we'll be here. We'll, we'll take care of you. You know, it's, it's almost like listening to Dan and Corey, listening to Dan and I. The Dazzle Man. We start calling you the Dazzle Man. Ooh, I could be the Dazzle yeah, Man. you could be the Sioux Falls Dazzle Man. But, uh, yeah, uh, so it season's off to a pretty good start. We're happy about that. Uh, we are going to have, you know, a show for you here today. And uh, a li- little later, Valerie Schoenwell of the Sioux Falls Human Relations Commission is going to stop in. She uh, comes, stops by here on occasion to keep us up to date what's going on with the city in terms of uh, they deal with discrimination cases, and we're going to talk about the Fair Housing Act and different things that are going on to make this city equitable to us all. So uh, we ha- our last show here, because of the holiday, which was Friday, and Twins Baseball, which the opener was Thursday, so we didn't have a show. Our last show was Wednesday. 
That seems like a long time ago. Do you feel like you're kind of having to shake the rust off a bit today? A little bit. A little bit. I'm, you know, looking at all the dials and everything, trying to remember what all the magic, how the, how the magic works here. And I, you know, I think I'm okay, but I, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I, on, I think it was actually after we went off the air on Thursday or Wednesday, I found out about the uh, city released the, the whole audit, the alleged audit. Yeah, that wasn't an audit. Of Falls Park on uh, after we went off the air. And in that audit, not an audit, it... Not it. This, <laughs> not, not it. Not it. Not it. Not an audit. It said that what they were calling uh, a safety audit was, in fact, uh, just a training exercise by our good friends at the South Dakota Public Assurance Alliance, which is the group that we know that was formed to uh, ensure local governments uh, against various liabilities, right? So they they used Falls Park as a test, you know, just to come out and sort of run through the paces. So it wasn't really any sort of official audit of any sort. Uh, and, you know, I, this is bizarre to me. Uh this whole thing has been so strange. Okay, so rewind. Five-year-old girl falls into the foam there at Falls Park below the below the falls. You know, this is an aberration. It happens a couple days a year after the, the, the spring thaw when all the farm chemicals are coming down the river. You got your phosphorus, your nitrates and such. And with the churning, it makes this big pool of, of uh, foam. And uh, kids look at it. It's happened a couple times now. Kids look at it. They don't realize that under the foam is, you know, water, a, a swirling river. And unfortunately, the, the, the girl died. And five years before that, we had the uh, two people die try, uh, actually rescuing another little boy who had fallen in the foam. So, you know, people saying, oh, what's going on at the falls? And as I said, I don't think that you can um, fence the place off. And there's a lot of reasons for that but I just don't think you can. And so after on the Monday after the uh, young girl died, the uh, uh, Regan Smith and Don Kearney from the city, Regan's a risk manager in the fire department, uh, and, and, and Don Kearney runs the parks department. And so they come to police briefing and they say, well, you know, we had this thing in 2016, and they said, you know, it's, uh, it's, there's not much you can do. It's, it's a good, bad situation. And there's signs that say stay off the rocks when they're wet. And, uh, you know, there's that. And we had this thing done. So people ask for the thing, you know, the, the report. And they say, uh, we can't give it to you because it's not ours. It's the uh, SDPAA, South Dakota Public Assurance Alliance, the SDPAA. And uh, they're a little, they're dragging their feet on the thing, you know. So finally, uh, Heather Hitterdahl, who is the spokeswoman for your mayor, Mike Huther, comes out and says, mm, yeah, there wasn't an audit. It was this, this training thing. And, uh, uh, but we're still not going to give it to you. Uh, we got to wait for the SDPAA. And then they released that thing. And a uh, 25-page deal. Go through it. Find out not really an audit. Here's what I, I... Okay. 
first of all, why didn't they just say that in the first place? That, that's my question. Why don't you just say that in the first place? What, what's with all the, uh, this, is, this is worth all the government secrecy. This is what I don't, just say what it is. Not that hard. Everybody's so worried about, you know, and then in this story when it comes out that uh, when, when, uh, when the Argus leader and other places get the uh, actual report, risk manager Regan Smith, who's not, he's not the main risk, that's a guy named Mike Hall, okay? And uh, uh, so I don't think Mike was around to do the press, or he would have done the press conference. So Regan Smith goes out there. But so he has a quote where he says, yeah, I misspoke. Well, (laughs) so I think this is my theory anyway. This is my theory, Dan. They sent Regan out there. They said, look, you're just going to say you you misspoke. He took the bullet because as I understand it, this is drawing from my memory from years and years ago, okay, that Mr. Smith doesn't, he works like in the fire department now, you know what I mean? Like there was, there's something hanky about the way that came down and I don't really understand it, but the fact that they uh, rolled uh, Regan out there to say, no, it's my fault. I find that kind of hard to believe. You're you're smelling something a little bit off. And I, you know, whatever it is, it's probably not that big a deal. And and you, you here's you're you're walking the line between okay, somebody told somebody to say something, right? and that's that's your perception of this. Yeah, and it may be just a case of not communicating well enough or whatever, but I I don't know. It doesn't, something is just weird about it. And I just don't think we're getting the whole story. Okay. The whole story is probably not as interesting as maybe my brain is ginning it up to be, you know, cause anymore, I just don't have any, I, I've lost trust in the administration. But the way it is playing out makes the story more interesting because of the way it's playing out. It just makes it more seem like there's something there, there. And there's probably not anything there, there, you know, it doesn't change the underlying issue. It, it doesn't change whether or not we need to make changes at Falls Park. I, I don't, I don't think we do. I have not just because that was not necessarily a full blown safety audit doesn't mean the underlying circumstances have changed. And I don't believe they have, but it just looks bad. Conversation is worthy of oh, is definitely in, yes. the public should have a discussion about this. Yes, there's no doubt about that. And as I said last week, before we got this thing, I just want it, I don't think I'm going to change my mind on this issue, but I think to make up my mind, I need to be able to see what it says, you know. And there's still a discussion that is going to be had. I Honestly, I don't think that you can fence off the, the river there. I don't think you can put up anything. The, the underlying issue of that still is access by law enforcement and emergency responders to the scene of any other situation. You can't block their access to the river. Now, there's a couple of days a year where maybe you got to throw up a snow fence, I, you know, something. I, I'm open to that, as I said.
but it just looks bad. It just like most of Mayor Mike Huther's administration decisions lately, and here's what I think it is. Everybody is so afraid of just saying what they know that – and it, Janet Brecky, uh, city council candidate Janet Brecky, had a press conference today in which she revealed that she had obtained documents that show that the uh, administration sent out uh, a dictum, an executive order of such sorts, that says you as a city employee can't reveal any information or you're subject to disciplinary disciplinary action. So what does that do? That, That puts everybody in a state of fear. Nobody can just say, this is what I know. We're trying to figure it out because they're worried about getting in trouble. And then you show favoritism on a government level to some degree because depending upon who says what yeah. and and what department it is and, and how things have played out in a department hand before, then you can have, it, it, and, and I'm not saying that this is the way it is, right. but you can see the trend going that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, and then you've got, and we've got all these instances now where you just can't believe what the mayor is saying, frankly, because he lied. He has lied. So, you know, what are the, what are city employees, right now, every, every career city civil servant is just hunkered down trying to get through the one month that's left of the Huther administration. Then that's it. And so we get these weird you know, situations where they won't say anything. Then a report comes out that they say is unfactual because they wouldn't say anything. It's absurd, but it's almost over. So, you know, anyway, we're going to, we're going to about a half hour of show here. We're going to bring in Valerie Schoenwell, who's with the human relations commission. And we're going to talk about how to make the city, you know, more fair, make sure everybody's getting treated the way they're supposed to be treated under constitutional rights and such. We'll do that here in just a minute after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And on this shortened version of the Patrick Lally Show, we are very happy to have in studio with us today, Valerie Schoenwell. She's with the Human Relations Office of the Human Relations Commission that is not about getting a job. It's about uh, dealing with the civil rights of human beings who live in our community. And Valerie uh, works on a lot of issues. Thank you, Valerie, for coming in here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. You know, Valerie, you were one of the first guests on the Patrick Lally Show. Was I? Ever so long ago. That was a long time ago. I feel honored. Well, and you've been back several times since because your office does such good work, and that's why I like having you on. Um, why don't you remind folks just what you do at the Human Relations Office of the Human Relations Commission of the City Attorney's <laughs> Office? Yeah. Uh, so we work to um, enforce discrimination laws. So we investigate anyone in the city who believes they've been discriminated against, whether in housing or employment or public accommodation, um, they can come to our office and talk to us and we can investigate that. And we're also the Fair Housing Office, so we tell people about their rights in housing 
We're also the ADA office. We tell people about their Americans with Disabilities Act. And so all day, people just call you, come to you, email you, what have you, and say, I think I've been wronged in one way, or I feel as though my civil rights have been violated. Yes, yep. And you look into their claims. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. You you deal with hundreds of complaints in a year. Yep. Very, and it's only a small fraction of them actually turn into action. Yeah, like we we keep a record of our phone calls and our conversations, our stop-ins, just because we have so many people that we're helping. So we want to make sure we keep everyone's story straight. And we had like over thirty-one hundred just conversations in twenty seventeen. So with three of us in the office, that's a thousand apiece, and <laughs> just like trying to figure out what's going on with this person and whether they actually have an actionable case of discrimination. And now you're not a lawyer, but you've got lawyers in the office, yeah, right? And so a lot of it is legal issues, right? Yep. Yeah. So when it comes down to like the investigation and analysis of the facts versus how the law has been interpreted by the courts or whatever, like that's, they are doing that. So um, this, but you guys are marking, and the reason <clears throat> you're in here today is that it is the 2018 is the 50th anniversary of the Fair Housing Act, which was a very big deal at the time and continues to be a big deal for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a really big deal at the time. It was it came about like at the end of these crazy seven days in our country. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated, who shot and killed in 68 on April 4th. And then there was just all of these rioting and like the president LBJ was addressing the nation, talking with civil rights leaders and people were really pushing for this fair housing act, which would not allow people to not live somewhere because of their skin color or their race or national origin. It outlawed discrimination in housing. Yeah. Yep. And so people also didn't want it like you were still allowed to have whites only signs on your neighborhood and segregation was a really big thing and so this was a a way to kind of move more toward equality like there was a civil rights act in mm-hmm. uh 1866 like right after slavery was abolished but it didn't really do anything i mean you t- still had Jim Crow in the South. Right. And there was still very real segregation in this country. Yeah. Up until the Brown versus Board of Education and the Civil Rights Act of 1963, 1964. 64, yeah. 64, and then the Fair Housing Act in, in 68. Yeah, 64 was, is the big one that we used in uh, employment. Mm-hmm. So and we'll cite that. 50 years ago, uh, the Fair Housing Act went into uh, law, but... You're still dealing with those issues today. Just because it became law 50 years ago, it doesn't mean the problem went away. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, it's great that they passed that law, but then they didn't really have a way to enforce it. And so people just still break the law. And it's only, um, it can only be combated if you have people who are actually investigating it and bringing it to court, like, our office does. I mean, court is the last resort. Right. You're able to work pro- out a lot of these issues through mediation. Yeah. Have you, right. Yep. And do landowners, do landlords in this case, do they, everybody has to be to some degree aware of the law. 
But do they often realize how they are violating it? I mean, you would think so, but a lot are not aware of ways that they're violating the law, uh, especially with some of the newer ones. Like the the original ones in the 60s were more about race, religion, skin color. But until the 80s, you could still discriminate based on family status. So like not allow someone with a kid to move into a place. Single, or, a single parent or... Or disabilities was yeah. is a new one, and people don't know the laws on that. And so they come to you, and you help them educate them. Yeah. If, so, I wa- if I am a landlord, how do I find out more information about whether or not I am violating the law? Um, well, we our office does a ton of trainings. We can also just refer you to the law. Um because it's the law. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> it's not hard to follow. We highly s- recommend that people follow the law and to look into these civil rights acts. Um, there's also South Dakota housing law that landlords seem to not pay attention to <laughs> as well. And we can't really enforce those because they aren't discrimination related. It's just like, well, they're not going to give you your deposit back or they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to fix something even though you ask it or... Right, right. And there's a process for that, but most a lot of tenants don't know how to avail themselves of those resources. Right, yep. And you help them do that as well? Yeah, yeah. So we're constantly telling people what their rights are, which is is really great and meaningful. Um, we do have, so Fair Housing Month, um, we have some trainings that we set up at a couple of libraries that people can attend. And we would love both landlords and tenants or anyone who's interested, like interested in buying a Mm -hmm. house or whatever. And that's coming up this month? Yep. Yeah. We have a ton of things in April. And where can I get those uh, dates and locations Um, and such? Just at our website. Which is what? um, Siouxfalls.org slash relations, I think. Ah, just go to (laughs) Siouxfalls.org and you'll find it there. Yeah. That's awesome. Or you can call call us or email us, humanrelations at Siouxfalls.org. What's or, the phone number? Uh, call us at 367-8745. 367-8745. That's how you do that. 367-8745. And we have a Facebook page. And there you we go. put the info on there, too. Uh, we're going to come right back with Valerie Schoenwill of the uh, Sioux Falls Human Relations Office and uh, chat more about some things that are coming up in April that you may be interested in. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Some Wilco on this lovely, lovely day here in the best little city in America, and we are joined again by Valerie Show and Will of the Sioux Falls Human Relations Commission of the Sioux Falls Office of the Attorney. Anyway, you work on civil rights in the city, and you've got a couple of uh, cool events coming up. One this Thursday. Yeah. Uh, it's a community conversation. We're hoping to have them a few times a year. Last one, we talked a lot about diversity. Um, this one, we're talking about fair housing and affordable housing, which a lot of people really care about in Sioux Falls. So we'll have a little panel and Q&A and have free pizza. And that is where and when? Um, that's at the Minnehaha County Human Services Building on North Main, um, 530 on Thursday, April 5th. And that's the one right next to the courthouse there. It's around yeah. the back of the courthouse. Yeah. Okay, yep. well, that's cool. And then uh, uh, you've also got a cool uh, event in, later this month. It's uh, Art Ability. What is? Tell me about Art Ability. 
Yeah, so one of the commissions, the Disability Awareness Commission, works together with the Human Relations Office a lot, and they have this event every year where people with any sort of disability can submit um, art, like up to four pieces, and it's just usually this really beautiful, you know, diverse, interesting art show, Um, and And yeah. Can I still submit my... Yep. My artwork. Yeah. You can have, I mean, the event is on April 20th. And so if you just give us an entry form by that Monday and then get the art into our office that week, that would be great. Um, Also, a lot of people, you know, define disability pretty narrowly. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, 70% of people at one time in their life will have a disability. So... This art show isn't just for people who are like use a wheelchair, right? Who have a visual disability. It's for anyone. Well, that's interesting. So yeah. when you say people narrowly define disability, do you think that there that we lack awareness on the extent to which people have difficulty just in their daily lives because of their disability? Like, yeah, that I wouldn't have be whether it's a physical barrier or uh, access to services or what have you, right? Uh, t- how prevalent are disabilities in this city and how difficult is it for people who have them? Yeah, I mean, pretty prevalent. I don't have the statistics in front of me, but um, like there, it's defined pretty broad by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh, physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activity. But that can mean, you know, walking is an obvious one, but also it's the ability to learn or the ability mm-hmm. to take care of oneself or the ability pe- to sleep at night. And know? people are discriminated based on those issues? Yeah. How so? Yeah. So, like, if you have a disability that majorly impacts your life and you request an accommodation at work, like, I just need, you know, 20 minutes a day where I can sit in a room that's silent because because I get overstimulated because I have PTSD or something like I need to be able to go to the doctor for physical therapy every week for my, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of illness or injury. Um, and if the workplace doesn't accommodate that, that's discrimination based on disability. So. And there's a, probably a lot of uh, uh, not misinformation, but just people don't know, right? right? I mean, oftentimes employers just don't know. Yeah. Because they're dealing with all their own problems. Yeah. And in housing, you see it a lot, too, where people request, like, if they want a ramp or or Mm -hmm. something to be able to make their living or uh, an emotional support animal or assistance animal. That's the one we see a ton in our office. All right. Well, Valerie Schoenwell, she is with the Human Relations Commission, and uh, she can uh, help you out if you need more information. You can get more information at SiouxFalls.org. Just find Human Relations Commission under there. You'll see it. Uh, What's the phone number again, Val? 367-8745. And we'll throw all that up on our Twitter feed. So, Val, thanks a lot for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll be right back to finish up this version of the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Don't forget, Friday is First Friday downtown Sioux Falls. It's a great time. Go down, hang out, see your friends. 
Can't miss. Coming up tomorrow, Lizzie Kasparek. She is a sports dietitian. She'll be with us to talk about healthy labeling and new rules from the FDA. A couple, uh, Corey Heidelberger will be with us. See you all tomorrow. Information 1000 KSOO.